Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Russ Advocate Sipo Mantula, good morning. Yeah, the AU chair and the president of the Comores, he's told the AU's G20 partners in Berlin that there needs to be a reform of the international financial architecture. Stephen, this is very important considering that the AU has been calling this since 2013 with the AU Agenda 2063 for the fair and a more inclusive global economic governance. This meeting is so important, Stephen, because it has called almost G20 uh, compact countries in Africa from North Africa. You look at Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt, West Africa, Senegal, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Togo, Benin, uh, in the SADC. DRC, as well as in East Africa, uh, Ethiopia. Now, Azadi, there, Stephen, going to push the issue of that even the pre-pandemic levels in 2019, Africa was also showing the steady issues around internal and external investment. This is a call, Stephen, of international financial architect on these uh, issues that have been going on in the country of the dollarization, the issue of manipulation of the rent by multinationals, that the AU is very clear about what is hindering Africa's growth in terms of this economies, also the role of international financial bankers. And then in Kenya, the National Railway Company there resuming freight services to and from Mombasa. That's after the rain and landslides. Stephen, this is very sad. We know that the El Nino climatic phenomena has been harassed. I mean, has been attacking the East Africa region, Somalia, Ethiopia, and Kenya. Now that has affected the 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 train traffic in terms of the flight, in terms of the good services that has been between the capital city Nairobi as well as the port of the uh, in Kenya in the southern region. Uh, and also the, the neighboring countries in Kenya, Stephen, Uganda, South Sudan, Rwanda, relies on that trade in, in terms of the goods. But with these heavy rains that have af- affected the eastern region in the coastal region, Kenya is back in terms of its railway freight. And then the Liberian president-elect Joseph Bukai, he says his administration will take a close look at mining concessions. That will ensure that it will benefit the country, Stephen Bukai, coming very clear in terms of this uh, presidential run of elections, that he will be also tackling the issues of corruption, the issues of uh, economic revival of Liberia to benefit the young people. But it happens everywhere. Whenever you have a new president, the first issue that they will look is at the coffers of the state, and they will go to the mining sector, and that's where you say he will be looking at the issues of the gold, you'll be looking at the at the, at the iron and the ore mining concession that uh, Liberia has been benefiting, and also the link of the challenges that they've been facing with the World Bank in terms of the IMF uh, and monies that they've been borrowed as Liberia. How do they come out of the foreign debt also? And then the situation in Angola, the third edition of the Biennial of Luanda, that's happening. Stephen, that's happening, if you recall, uh, 2019 I was there, 2021 I was there, only this year I'm not there, Stephen. Very important meeting of African leaders under the theme Education, Culture of Peace and African Citizenship as Tools for the Sustainable Development of the Continent. This is the meeting, Stephen, that is looking at the question of uh, both Goal 16 and 17 of the UN uh, SDGs and also Agenda uh, I mean, Aspiration 7 of the AU, silencing of guns by 2030. That's where we look at the power of the soft power of arts and culture in terms of conflict resolution in Africa. Many heads of state normally attend this event from your Tsesekedi, Denis Nguesu, Philip Nusi, and as well as the host president, Joao Lorenko, is part of this meeting of intergenerational youth dialogue 
that looks at the continental issues. And then you're taking us back in our archives to the 21st of November 1989. We sort of forget a little bit about this. It's 34 years ago between us and uh, Namibia when the, then Sadaf had to withdraw. This was the last uh, uh, push by the then apartheid government moving out of Namibia to allow for the Namibian independence of 1990. And also it came back at the battle after the Battle of Witokana Valley of 1988. This is a history, as we said, of us remembering South Africans' history within the Sadek region between South Africa and the then Southwest Africa, which is now called Namibia. Asante Sana SGS was still in the conversation, SAFM. South Africa, Sipo Mantilla, thank you very much indeed. Back tomorrow, more news from our continent through the day here on SAFM.